back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Don't remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. I'm really excited about this one, Mark. We got uh, Jim Zenner with us. He's the director uh, for military and veteran affairs for Los Angeles County. Uh, he's got some amazing uh, things that he's doing over there. So I can't wait to hear about this and, and really hope our uh, veterans out there in LA County get to sit in and watch this one and get, get involved in it. Uh, as always, I'm here with my old slash new co-host, Mark Elder. Mark filling in for Eric while he's away. Uh, how you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, good morning, Vet SOS Nation, or good afternoon, maybe I should say. Um, thanks for joining in with us, and uh, great to be back. Great to be here. Uh, I'm super excited to hear and, and talk with Jim, hear from and talk with Jim. Um, but yeah, excited to share some screen time here with you too, Sean. So it's been a little while. Absolutely. Great to have you back in the jump seat. All right, so let's jump right into it. We got Jim Zenner with us. He was appointed as the Director of Military and Veteran Affairs by the L.A. County Board of Supervisors on August 29, 2022. Jim most recently worked for the L.A. County Department of Mental Health as a mental health program manager. In this capacity, Jim was responsible for the implementation and oversight of the Veteran Peer Access Network. Jim's prior experience include working for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs and Director of Homeless Veteran Programs for Vets Advocacy. Uh, quite the, the legacy there, Jim. Uh, love seeing what you, you've done in the past and what you're trying to do now. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me, Sean and Mark. Look forward to the conversation. It's awesome. Um, it's, you, you have a great story in the path that you've taken here. So why don't you Fill it in a little bit for us. Tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, what made you get into veteran homelessness and how did how did you find yourself moving that direction? Yeah, well, I, I would have never got this uh, career path if it wasn't for my uh, stint in the uh, United States Army. So I, uh, I was 26 managing restaurants and, um, you know, I, I had a dad who's a Vietnam vet and I was thinking, man, that's that's hard to get drafted. That's a that's a difficult thing. And um, I don't I don't want any uh, my fellow countrymen having to get drafted. So I I told my dad, like, if, if they start talking about a draft, I got to do my, I got to do our part, my part, um, you know, and kind of live down the family legacy. My dad served in Vietnam. My grandfather fought in Guadalcanal and it's kind of a family business for us, like many Americans. So, um, you at the, at the young age of 26, I, uh, stepped into the army, uh, uh, went out to basic training, um, right when I turned 27. And so did my four years active, got out, did three years reserve. And while I was going, when I was in the reserves, I, uh, knocked out my master's of social work at USC. And, um, you know, for me coming back, it wasn't uh, like, like a lot of us, you know, just having some difficulties. Um, my wife, not understanding me, me not understanding my wife, um, you know, basically led to me, uh, staying in a homeless shelter for about uh, seven months. And, uh, you know, during that, uh, the nonprofit that uh, helped me out, they turned around and asked me to help them out and speak at some of their engagements. And so of course, like, you know, many of us um, that uh, serve in the military, you know, just service and somebody helps us, we're going to, you know, we're definitely going to return the favor. And so it was one of those things and did some speaking for them. And then they had this brand new uh, facility that uh, they just got the grant from the VA for. And um, it was uh, for Iraq and Afghanistan vets who were, um, you know, having difficulty with uh, housing instability. And, uh, you know, many, many also had, uh, uh, you know, mental health issues or substance abuse issues, things like that. You know, and it, you know, it wasn't a full-blown dependence. Um, you know, it's just struggling to figure out our way. You know, and and uh, um, a lot of a lot of us had uh, you know issues with uh, alcohol, our relationship with alcohol. Um, some had uh, you know 
troubling uh, relationship with uh, drugs. But, um, you know, some some came in and it was just a struggle, like, you know, just figuring things out. They were used to an E6 uh, lifestyle financially and they got out and uh, plans didn't uh, didn't pan out or they uh, misjudged the uh, the budget of the GI Bill or the uh, allotment of the GI Bill and and uh, housing costs in L.A. and they just fell on hard times. But, uh, yeah, it was my uh, probably one of my favorite assignments in my career is just helping guys that were maybe six months behind me and figuring things out. And um, that's really kind of how I landed into um, homelessness, um, working in homelessness. Uh, you know, from there, it was kind of, you know, peer support, mental health. I always had a um, I was always drawn to mental health. My dad struggled quite a bit. Um, you know, 19 years after the war, he, he uh, was unable to work anymore all of a sudden. And, and uh, you know, life at home got really uh, was changed dramatically once he started experiencing his issues and watching him kind of fight through his own stuff. Um, it just made me have an appreciation for um, the helping profession. And so when I was in the service, I was like, maybe law enforcement, maybe helping professional. You know, I, I was knocking out um, psychology classes and I just I couldn't stand the thought of like, you know, doing, you know, policing in the community that I live in. Um, it's a really tough job that we ask our men and women uh, in law enforcement to do. So I uh, ended up going with the uh, helping profession. So that was kind of what guided my career. Um, those two instances are really kind of pivotal pieces in my uh, pivotal times in my uh, timeline that uh, led mm-hmm. to in homelessness. Well, so t- talk to us a little bit about like the help that you got, right? You're, you find yourself now like a veteran, so you went from from restaurant right to to the military and then now as a veteran kind of back into like this position where you're not where you want to be what kind of resources and, and things did you find what what was offered at that point yeah i mean you know like like a lot of us you know i was you know coming back I, you know had some intrusive thoughts some you know things just sit in front of the christmas tree and my kids are opening presents and i don't feel a darn thing and just kind of you know kind of working through some of that stuff um, and you, the big piece was my dad. I, I would turn to my dad and like, Hey dad, is this normal? Like, I, you know, I just feel really, I'm not the same. Um, and, um, and he would guide me through, but, um, what really kind of had things unravel for me is when he died unexpectedly six months after I got back from Iraq. Mm. Um, and then, you know, just, he was going to throw a barbecue for me and my five guys that were in the squad. You know, one was taken off to Hawaii in the next assignment. One was going home to Indiana. One was going back to Fort Huachuca and, and so, um, you know, had this great barbecue plan with all my buddies and, you know, I get out of uh, physical therapy at Madigan Army Hospital and I turn my phone on, I get this message that my dad passed away and had no, it was completely unexpected. So that really is what kind of precipitated me into needing help. You know, at first I was just uh, trying to white knuckle it. Um, things were falling apart pretty quickly for me and, and uh, I was actually interning at Madigan Army Hospital in the intensive outpatient program. And uh, I had to take a, a leave of absence for uh, a couple of weeks. And then I uh, actually reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I, I can't I can't continue to intern, but uh, can I get services there? And so they, luck, you know, fortunately let me come in as a uh, as a uh, a patient uh, the last couple of months uh, that I was in. Um, so that that's what started my help. And then uh, my wife and I moved down to Los Angeles uh, in August of 2008. And that's a that was just another kind of issue for me just moving away from all my friends and family it was my wife and my two sons and uh, you know we just weren't getting along i blamed her for everything she was like who the heck is this guy um and um you know we, she she had a sister that lived down here but 
she didn't have all the uh, social networks that she had when she was going to UCLA prior to when we met. Um, so things fell apart. And uh, really, you know, I, I got a lot of help from the VA, um, a lot of good, solid help. Uh, I, I'd say the most helpful thing for me is when they sat me down and said, hey, you're in the right place. We study this. We research this. We, you know, all we think about is guys like you and um, you're in the right place. We're going to be able to help you. And that I remember that moment. I was um, summer, summer, fall of uh, 2008. And um, yeah, that just helped Dang. me understand that I'm in the right place. What a godsend, right? Yeah. What a godsend. That's <laughs> kind of caught me, caught me off guard there. I didn't know this part of the story. Um, that, that's a phenomenal story for, for how you got to where you are now. Um, the completely unusual road, obviously, but uh, uh, for, for your you know current uh, position. But um, the fact that you've taken your experiences and the help you've received, and you turned around and, and you gave back into that, and you supported that, and it became essentially part of your your life's passion. It looks like <clears throat> um, just completely applaud you for for doing that and, and seeking the help of. You know, we, we talked to so many today that still don't don't want to seek the help, don't want to get the required help, and, and we beg that they do. So I do applaud you for that. But as you did that, you know, you you wound up working for the LA County Department of Mental Health. How did how did you transition into that? Was that a stepping stone from like the VA stuff you were doing? Uh, how how did you wind up there? Yeah, so I I was with um, the nonprofit that helped me out for a good six years, you know, developing programs, started a peer support program, oversaw a HUD-VASH program, and there was an opportunity to start a mental health clinic over at USC. And um, so I did that for about a year. That was for uh, veterans and their family members and um, transitioned from that job um, over to the VA. Uh, And I was at the VA for about eight months. And uh, right as I was starting my uh, job at the VA, the county was looking into um, developing a program that um, really leverages the lived experience of, of veterans um, to really kind of make sure that veterans aren't falling through the cracks. We know about 10% of our veterans in LA County, of the 252,000 that are in LA County, um, are not eligible for VA healthcare. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, they just kind of screwed up and uh, got discharged from the military, but I run into many men and women that were discharged because of the uh, don't ask, don't tell, or, you know, that draconian policy around LGBT, um, veterans that, you know, got medevaced out of Iraq and, and um, started taking pain medication or prescribed pain medication, then started drinking a lot, misinformation, and just, you know, outstanding individuals who gave their country everything. And because they didn't get the treatment while they're in the military, they end up, you know, struggling and languishing in LA County. And so our board saw that, uh, saw that gap and um, started moving towards uh, creating what's called the Veteran Peer Access Network. And um, the uh, county executive uh, team did a uh, search of uh, who's got the skills and talents to uh, to uh, take this off. And fortunately, they found me and uh, recruited me. Now, and was that still with the VA or was that with the county then? So that was at the county. Yeah. The county, okay. Yeah. And so I started uh, July 2nd, 2018 with uh, the Department of Mental Health. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I I ended up there. And at the VA, I, I ran the uh, biggest peer support program in the country, so that yeah, my yeah, experience really matched what they were looking for. Yeah. So what what's the VA? You know, maybe because regionally, I mean, you know, here the VA is great. 
right? The Dallas VA and there's one in Bonham. And I mean, the system is pretty well organized now, right? Much more than it was. And we know some of the issues that the VA has had, but um, maybe regionally or, or, or in California, like we know homelessness, not so much maybe here in Dallas, but Austin, right? Has his big homeless problem. Uh, we know LA County and certain parts of California do like, what is, is the VA doing anything with, with homeless? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so they are. They've really brought their uh, their A team to LA County to address uh, veteran homelessness. Yeah. Uh, John John Kuhn, who uh, started the SSVF program, which is really kind of one of the most innovative and flexible programs uh, attacking homelessness. He's now the uh, second in command at the uh, local medical center. Um, they brought on the secretary brought on a special uh, advisor um, who was the uh, executive director of the homeless program office great guy, Dr. Keith Harris. Um, he's been doing some advising here. Um, and then uh, really their medical center director who recently got put on assignment up to a visit 22 um, was just an all is just an all-star. Um, just a guy that just listens to the community responds like really well. And I mean, we just, because the VA's brought their A team to LA and really focused on making LA the center point of innovation, like they want to figure it out in LA and then they're going to take that model throughout the rest of the country where where appropriate, um, we've been able to do a lot of great work. And, uh, you know, the great thing is, is my, my, uh, my board, my five elected officials that I report to, they, they, you know, they're just charging me with, Hey, we need to be a great partner to the VA. There's no finger pointing here. We're not looking at, you know, we're not blaming the VA for not funding this, funding that we're going to show up and we're going to get it done. And so we got excellent, excellent. I just saw a bomb pop. Ooh, up. That's, that's yeah. yeah. That's uh, a bomb drop right there. Well, it's great to hear that. And that was my next question actually is, what is the what is the relationship? Is there a relationship? And you know, we were just talking in a previous episode about community and how we're all passionate, right, about supporting and making an impact in the community. But um, I feel like there is an opportunity, and I'm grateful to hear that that the county and and the VA and these organizations are able to work together, right? I think that they they need to. That's the only way it's going to work. Hundred percent. Yep. And counties counties play such a big pivotal role. I've been talking to folks about uh, looking at creating a national toolkit for counties to collaborate with the VA. That'd be um, awesome. It's kind of, yeah, coming up with a blueprint um, because we do so much as a county. That's where the, you know, the services are like in LA, how it works is county is responsible for services and we partner with the cities to provide those services. And so there's just a lot of like federal funded programming that we do that, you know, should absolutely be tied in. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the big problem is just, you know, in LA, we got, you know, 10.2 million people to take care of and, and, breaking down subpopulations can just kind of confuse the system and, and all that. So what I'm really looking to do is just methodically working with our department heads, really kind of create an MOU and kind of an understanding and approach, a unified approach uh, towards veterans, uh, but really doing the heavy lifting on our side as much as possible because uh, yeah, it's just for them, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to break, you know, break away and, and create, you know, different subpopulations because there's so many competing um, priorities in, in LA County. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and and it sounds like you guys are doing a good job at metrics, right? At at, at tracking and looking at the efficacy of the program. Um, tell me a little bit more, I guess, or tell us a little bit more about like how you guys are tracking compared to what your goals are, and then how you might be able to get to where you want to get to, and what the community can do to help that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have all sorts of ways that we're, we're tracking data um, with the veteran parent access network. They use a platform called Unitas 
But what we're looking at is referral times. Uh, so how long it's taking once somebody asks for something uh, to get that service. Uh, we're looking at um, what people need. Um, you know, are they coming to us for food insecurity, housing, mental health, whatever it is. So really kind of um, looking at, you know, what people are coming to us for and then the wait time to get it. And then our assumption, you know, if things are working correctly, if it's taken two weeks for mental health, but it's taken a day for employment and food, maybe we need to invest more in mental health. Um, so we're looking for those gaps. Um, you know, one thing that we, we don't have down is really customer satisfaction. What I really like about the VA is their trust report out of their veteran experience office. And that, I mean, to me, that's, that's one of the most important. If we, if, you know, my goal is, is to reach 252,000 vets in LA County, we're not going to get there unless if veterans are coming to us, having the experience that they want and telling others about it. Um, and so for me, that's, that's probably my biggest, um, you know, what's on my radar to kind of do in the future is really kind of drill down on some of these customer satisfaction and model some of the stuff that the VA customer experience office has done, veteran experience office has done and, and um, work on that. We, um, you know, for suicide, veteran suicide review team, um, it's really, uh, we're, we're ahead of the rest of the country on this. Um, I'm very proud to say that, but we're standing up a, a suicide fatality review team. And so basically everybody that uh, dies in the county, the medical examiner goes out and investigates. For those that um, that uh, die by suicide, um, that data is um, sent over to the VA in my department. We take a look at uh, the VA goes through a VHA um, system. We have the VBA, VBMS system. Take a look at you know who's a veteran, who's not. We get a list of all the veterans, and then uh, we reach out to their next of kin to get permission to share their information. Um, if they don't give us permission, you know that's we still aggregate the demographic data. Um, but how we explain it to the family members is we're trying to make it to where no veterans dying by suicide in our county in the future. Mm -hmm. And this this information will help us learn what are the trends so that um, we can allocate resources in a very precise manner. And, um, you know, some parts of the country uh, in general fatality review teams, what they found is, um, you know, people giving their pets to uh, pets away at the local animal care control. And so what you can do with that type of information as you're learning those trends is, is target resources to your local animal care control. Everybody thinks that, you know, 70% of veterans die by a gunshot wound uh, with suicide. Um, so everybody thinks of gunshots, right? But this information is going to help us kind of dig below the kind of obvious stuff and get to kind of where we can actually um, get more upstream uh, mm -hmm. in regards to suicide. So that's, that's um, you know, that's probably the best example of how we're using data correctly and really kind of highlight collaboration. we got 16 different county departments. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have everybody all hands on deck. Yeah. Get all that data. VA, CalVet, which is our state uh, department of veteran affairs. We've got the FBI uh, social media forensic task force that's involved so they can take a look at um, uh, social media as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. And, and uh, really proud of that work. That is, that is awesome. And I, one thing you mentioned, and we've heard it a couple of times on the podcast, is, is the trust piece. You know, the, the fact that as veterans, that, that trust thing goes a long, long way. Um, and, you know, I just finished my transition and all through the transition. And even while you're in the military, you hear how bad the VA is and this yeah. and that. And you see stories on the news. So it's great to hear these stories coming from you of what's going out going on out there in L.A. County that, you know, that one, you're looking at the trust factor. Two, you're using, you know, these uh, statistics in a powerful way, you know, because 
the, the giving away the, the pet thing, that's just an amazing avenue to take a look at um, as an indicator. Um, so love, love hearing that. Uh, wh what else um, What else are you working on then uh, as the director of military and veteran affairs? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I didn't know a lot about county VSO work, Sean, prior to coming to this job, but I, I stepped into the role as the county veteran service officer for LA County. It's one of the hats that I that I wear, and um, really the fact that county VSOs are just one of the most underrated, um, unknown, um, and unfortunately unfunded um, programs in the country. Like I, I just, you know, it's I think twenty nine states have uh, have uh, uh, county VSOs. Um, so why we don't have all 50 states with county VSOs to, to really up the collaboration between county and VA and state, um, it's beyond me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it and I'm learning about it. Um, so really doing a lot of work to uh, uplift uh, the work that county VSOs do and the importance of uh, collaboration with, between county and, and uh, VA when it comes to uh, veterans. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, especially mean, with the it's got to be just perceived need and budget, right? I mean, as far as the, the gap. Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, from what I've seen, and, and I'm just speaking for the state of California, uh, uh, CBSOs really kind of see their their role, and it might be because it's dictated by their board of governance, uh, their uh, county um, elected officials, really narrow. Like, we do claims, and that's what we do. And there's just so much opportunity if, you know, board, um, uh, board leadership in different counties uh, supported their VSO and allowed them to look for ways that we could, you know, we can save money. Um, counties love to hear that, um, you know, by getting somebody enrolled in VHA that comes through our, uh, in, in LA County, we call it Department of Public Social Services, but departments where uh, people go to get uh, federal, uh, like food stamps and um, general relief. Um, if we're identifying our veterans that are coming into those offices, we can get them on VA healthcare and get them off of county. Um, and, and, you know, most veterans that I, I meet want veteran-specific care. Some, you know, a few are hesitant to go to the VA, and we really work with them to, like, hey, it's a different day. Like, let me introduce you to some key folks in, in the VA that will make sure that you get what you need. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it just the more counties, county government supports their county VSO and broadens their, their scope, the more impact we can have for a county. Yeah, I want to. I know we're getting down to time here. I, I, I did want to ask a couple questions on career transition, right? Because at the end of the day, your the homelessness problem, you know, some of the mental health issues, um, it all comes down to cash flow, right? I mean, when you boil it all down, it all comes down to cash flow. They just aren't able to, you know, and for whatever reason, it might be internal, it might be external, provide for themselves. Um, what are the, what are the county resources right for career transition people veterans that are you know whether they're homeless or not perhaps but um, some of the resources to get place to get help with that yeah yeah so we uh the board uh, jumped on the opportunity to become a skill bridge partner so we have uh, 40 different um, county departments um, ranging from parks and rec beaches and harbor to um, mental health health services our sheriff's department um, and we really the county sees the Skillbridge program as the ultimate uh, prevention program. Like really kind of those that are, you know, somewhat drawn to um, continuing to be of service, um, working for local government, um, or maybe they don't know, which a lot of us fall into during that time. We want to give them an experience on their way out the door um, that really kind of one gets them uh, understanding local government and the importance of being involved in local government. 
um, as well as access to department, county department leadership for informal or um, informative interviews uh, to learn more about what we do as a department, what they do as a department and how we work together. Um, and so that's what we're really trying to build. It's really kind of early stages of that. Um, but that's that's really our major focus. You know, we, we don't put all our eggs in one basket, though. Um, there's a, a program called Onward Ops that we're involved in where um, uh, folks that are still in uh, can sign up for Onward Ops and get connected to um, a sponsor in their local area that they want to go. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're kind of pivoting from a volunteer model to actually me assigning a one of my VSOs to a, uh, touch base with people because that's the other thing. VSOs are like the ultimate, like first touching point. Like none of us transition out of the military into a VA hospital, but we do transition into our community. And so having a community, uh, you know, a VSO in your county that you're going that, you know, has enough staff, has enough bandwidth is really important because we can enroll you in healthcare. We can um, get your benefits going, like all that stuff. And so, you know, the original model of onwards, onward ops was to have, you know, volunteers, um, whether they're veterans or not, just people that care about the, you know, helping men and women that are transitioning out of the military. Um, but here in LA, we're kind of pivoting to where we're, cause we're seeing like, we're seeing like the needs that they're coming to us with. And it's just, we want to bring our A game and it's hard to kind of corral volunteers at times. We want to have a staff identified that can enroll them in the VA, knock out their benefits. And, you know, the great thing about uh, county VSOs in the state of California is we also administer state benefits. So we're the only mm-hmm. VSO that can sit down and do all your federal and then also get you a tuition fee waiver for your kids to go to school for free at uh, any Cal State or UC, um, stuff like that. And so um, we're really kind of, you know, putting some eggs in that basket as well. Um, Man, to- I, I tell you that 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 was totally me. I mean, and, and I'm from northern Illinois, right? And I was in a little town uh, out process and my hometown was a little town of 26,000 people, right? The county seat. And it was a VSO. That was your exactly right. I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, I'm a 23 year old kid, right? Still don't know, you know, here from here and had no clue, but that VSO took me in and said, here's what you need to do. Right. Got me going with everything. So got my rating. I mean, I wouldn't have had a rating. I wouldn't have even done it. If it hadn't been for that VSO. Yeah. Same here. Sim- similar story. Except for I came to LA. So there's a few more than 26,000. But the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, somebody said, you need to talk to this guy. And I talked to him. And yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Onward Op sounds like a phenomenal organization we're going to have to reach out to, I think, to bring on here. Um, but I was, as I'm listening to you, you go through this, Jim, one of them, I'm just amazed by everything you're trying to do right there in LA County. That, that's amazing. Um, you know, being in, in Florida, Mark being in Texas, we, we probably don't see a whole lot of good press about California. Um, <laughs> at least, at least not coming out of the government, uh, the state government, I don't think, but, uh, it's great to hear this stuff going on. And it got me thinking Cedar Sinai is in LA as well. And, and our good friend, Jennifer works there as the veteran outreach coordinator in her passion and what she's doing. It's just that there's some great things going on in LA County. Uh, that, that's just phenomenal to hear. Really, really like to, to see what you guys got going on there. So, yeah, yeah really. some of the synergies, right, between the county and, and the other, you know, not just VSOs, but the other organizations like like Jennifer and yeah. the groups that are yeah. happening. Yeah, I mean, I just got to say, Sean I, and, and Mark, it's really people like Jennifer that's making this happen. You know, like I'm, 
I'm fortunate enough to make it to the point to where I, you know, I got to see at the table with the local elected officials with the county. Um, but really, you know, I, I tell people like, if you're looking for you're looking at me to come up with all the good ideas, like we're going to fail. Um, you know, that 90, 95% of the good work that's coming up, that was somebody else's idea. I just, you know, I was the person that's able to kind of bring it up to leadership and get all the credit, but it's not, you know, there's a lot of great people like Jennifer. We have a really strong women uh, veteran advocacy um, tribe here in LA. And, and those ladies really kind of bring the heat um, and make sure that they're not being forgotten. And, and um, yeah, it's just really good, really good energy out here and some just great, great people. Great. I love it. Yeah, I love to hear that that the, the passion is there and the county is supporting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now our our good friend Marina's out there in California as well with her. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Marina's. So a lot, lot of good things happening out there. Not enough to make me move to California, but a lot of great things going on out there. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna who who would be a good me. who would be a good connection or partner for you, Jim? in the veteran veteran uh well again vso or just a you know local community organization a good um sorry mark to, for you guys to connect with or a good yeah no no who, who who would be a good connection for you and and who's maybe one of your good connections that would be you know a good good guest on the show yeah um God, so many um we got uh, now. <laughs> yeah yeah, let me let me let me put some thought into it. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, we got um, Rocio Palmero that runs Women Vets on Point, which is a women uh, woman uh, veteran specific program that does great work. There's um, there's Amy Bravo who runs the LA Veteran Collaborative. She's a um, Air Force veteran and uh, still in the reserves. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, it kind of kind of depends on who you know if there's kind of a uh, area that you want to focus the theme on. Yeah. yeah i think yeah theme yeah yeah <laughs> sure all right any so, any uh, organizations out there that uh you know we might be able to help get you guys plugged in with the county plugged in with um we just uh, made a, a strong connection with wounded warrior project so we're looking really forward to that one that's been missing like i go to houston i go to dc i go to some of these other uh, communities and they're really plugged in with wounded warrior project so that's been on my list for a while um okay yeah, you're in with Skillbridge already, Veterati, Vets to Industry, you know, some of those. Yeah. Um, national level. Yeah, I'll have to put some thought into that, Mark. I, yeah, I, I really want to I really want to be strategic on that one. Um, yeah. And, you know, right now I'm just, it's a Saturday morning, so my brain is. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, into weekend mode. We can do. Let's, let's connect and, you know, okay. come through each other's, yeah, uh, connections. You are in California. It's, it's a little bit earlier for you than us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not going to complain about the weather to you guys, and I'm not going to complain about getting up after zero or get, starting at, at after zero eight. That's a, that's a very generous start time. All right, so so we are we are coming down to the end here, Jim. Uh, it, one, what kind of assistance do you need? You know, like if people want to support the county, is there anything they could potentially do? And the second part of that is is what do you want to leave our audience with? Yeah. So really where we could use some help is we got the uh, LA Veteran Collaborative. That's just, you know, it's over a hundred part. Like I think our, our last meeting earlier this week, we had 140 partners on it. Um, a lot of them are like, you know, some representatives from the VA and, and uh, the bigger nonprofit, you know, leadership. Uh, we try to also get uh, the people on the ground actually doing the work um, at the, at the uh, 
place as well. But we also have a large group of like smaller nonprofits that are just trying to figure out their way. They don't, you know, they don't really know how to collect data and and really kind of um, expand what they're doing and go for funding. And so what we're really wanting to do is create a, um, a uh, innovation fund so that these smaller nonprofits, we got more nimbleness because right now we have all these, these uh, uh, folks that are coming here and, and coming to the collaborative and telling like, this isn't working, this isn't working, we're missing this, we're missing that. You know, for county, it's, you know, it doesn't move quick. We're smaller uh, than the feds, but it do just doesn't move quick enough. Um, and um, the flexible funding pools that are out there, the programs that have just general assistance, um, really, they don't focus on like funding $40,000 to um, to a provider to make sure that uh, veterans with that are homeless with pets have access to food for their pets and, and uh, veterinarian care. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out as a, you know, a mock example of some of the, the you know, quirky needs that, uh, you know, county regulations then let us... Um, provide and and uh you know federal uh, dollars don't don't let them provide for uh, folks so that's uh one thing that we're trying to do we're also trying to really create a speaker series uh we really want to create a speaker series so i'm i'm in the beautiful bob hope patriotic hall it's a building that was built in 1925 uh through some advocacy from world war one vets and and um, spanish american war vets here in, in la county we have a very rich military history and um you know we're just we, we focus so much on homelessness. We focus so much on mental health and stuff like that, which is important and which is, you know, the county's focus is making sure that we're the safety net for all of our constituents. But I'd really like to leverage the building to bring in like a, a General McChrystal or, or uh, Admiral Mullen or stuff and really kind of draw a lot of the veterans that, you know, don't really need a lot of the help. They're doing great. You know, they're students at the uh, USC, you know, Masters of Business for Veterans School or you know, doing really well, but, you know, what's going to draw them is, you know, a general coming out, a well-known general or, um, you know, a leader, a Medal of Honor recipient. We have Medal of Honor Society um, close by, so we want to tap into them, but um, really kind of helping us, um, you know, find the funding or get plugged into an organization um, that uh, we could work with to kick off a speaker series. That I think, to, to answer your earlier question, Mark, I think that that would be helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I just heard that and I just saw, you know, down by the new Dallas Cowboys stadium and the new Globe Life Park for the Rangers, they're building the Medal of Honor, the National Medal of Honor facility here in DFW, Arlington. That may be something coming down the pipeline we might be able to help with. I can get some connections in there. Cool. That's great. Yeah, well, my, my good buddy, Danny, who um, we served together in 114, we uh, we met when I was running that, that program. Um, he had got assigned by the VA to um, to be the employment specialist for my 48 guys in that program. He's a he's a big Dallas Cowboy fan, um, and and that's how we got we actually got reunited by him working for the VA, getting um, assigned to my uh, homeless program. And okay, that, you know, he was like 114, like because I had all my 114 stuff up on the wall. He was like, wow, but yeah, he's a diehard Cowboys fan, so I I always like sending the uh, the Cowboy. Uh, the anti-cowboy memes to him and yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i'll uh yeah i'll i'll see if that's uh something i can start uh looking into as far as maybe getting some some ways to plug you guys in with some potential speakers the other thing i, I would think would be boots to books have you talked with them at all peter klein no uh -uh. so they're based out of san francisco um and he just put together his team put together uh, this training series, and they had a whole bunch of people contribute to it. 
um, that might be a pool of potential speakers for you. Um, most of them are in the transition space somehow talking about things with transition, but it, it most of it's all geared towards veterans and things like that. So uh, it, it could be a potential avenue to help you out, get you started. Um, well, yeah, I appreciate that connection. Yeah. And then, uh, the other one I would, if you're not connected with her, I can connect you is Marina who, who lives there in is it Temecula or something like that. Oh, Temecula. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is a super connector. She's plugged in everywhere. She actually runs, she's the West coast. Um, oh, in charge of the West coast version of four block. Um, one of the transition programs. So she handles that whole side. Um, so she, she could be another great person to, Link oh yeah, yeah. You want to talk about a force in the women's yeah. veteran space too? Yeah, Marina. Sounds yeah. sounds like I should know her, and and she should definitely know our our tribe here in LA of women vets. Yeah. I'll, sure. I'll, if I'll, she doesn't already, she probably does. But I'll shoot you a connection or a, a message with her on it on, on LinkedIn because I think she could definitely um, hook you up, and then I can also do Peter if you want. Um, that way we can see if we can help you. And, and those guys are already somewhat local to where you are, so yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the last last part, Mark, you asked, I, th I think it was you or Sean, um, what do I want to leave uh, everybody with? I mean, really, just don't don't discount county, you know, your, your county government, like get, get involved. Counties do can do a lot for veterans. Um, veterans can do a lot for their counties um, as well. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, the, the first thing that I was told when I started in the, in the field is the best treatment for post-traumatic stress is a good job. And um and I just went through a master of the social work program. I'm like, no, of course not. It's, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that. And, uh, you know, it really is, uh, you know, talking about like getting veterans involved in, in county and a job where, you know, we're feeling like we're giving back. Uh, we're involved in something bigger than ourselves. Like it just for me, it's been really rewarding working for L.A. County. And I, I encourage as many vets as possible to to come join the county county team. You know, it's like the. It's like the good part of being an NCO in the military. Like you take care of others, you take care of your people, um, you're taking care of your staff who are going to take care of the, you know, 10.2 million constituents in LA County or whatever County you're in. And so that's, that's probably the biggest thing I'd want to leave folks with. Awesome. Absolutely. Love it. Mark, you got any closing comments? No, Jim, thanks for sharing. Um, you know, again, I, I've, I've had my experience with my local County, right. And out processing and the help and support that I got, but, um, I agree. I think that there's a lot of people that could benefit that just don't understand what the county can do for them. And I'd like to see, you know, more support to your point, you know, from the counties on some of these initiatives, especially with, you know, areas that have such a large need like LA, like some of the bigger counties that are out there. Right. Um, you know, we all need the help. We it, It's known, right. It's, it's not like nobody isn't aware. We're all aware of it, but we need the funding. You need the funding. We need the support. We need the manpower too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Jim, gr great sitting down with you. Uh, you have an amazing journey of, of what you had to overcome to get where you are and, and how much you're giving back to the, the community. It's just absolutely amazing. Love, love what you're trying to do and what you're already doing and wish you the best of luck there. We'll definitely link you up with a couple of people that might be able to help your cause out there and help LA County. Um, we got your information scrolling across the bottom as well as the website for the uh, MVA for LA County. Um, encourage all our uh, viewers and, you know, veterans across the country, especially those in California to, to check this out, see what they got going on and really uh, take a minute to uh, do what you can to either get the services you need 
or support them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, thanks for coming on today, Jim. Um, very excited for what you got going on and definitely look, look forward to hearing more about it. It's a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in today. And remember, don't try to see a transition. Grab the VET SOS Lifeline.